Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the BTM Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. It's an honor to be invited to a wedding, even more so when you are a part of that special day. It was the 1970s and following a popular song of the day, and best believe Sheila got the best of Kenneth's love. McDonald's is a huge part of their lives, so naturally, that's where they got married. Yep, McDonald's. The owner let the young couple in and have the ceremony and reception, which they had a great time and it was an affordable day. Cheers to all couples getting married this wedding season. I'm loving it. One of the players, I should say, that I saw that shocked the entire NFL community was A.J. Brown. Yeah. Got traded to the Eagles on draft day and then signed a four-year, you said, four-year what? A hundred million. Four-year, $100 million extension, bro. Yeah. 57 guaranteed. Yeah. So how did you how did you work your magic on that, man? How did that come about? Man, it, it's, it, it's crazy because sometimes you might see a deal might take months and months at a time or a year at a time to get done. I mean, literally, this this, this deal got done within a matter of hours. And so they, all that happened on draft night that Thursday night, that Thursday day, that, that early that day. So all that went down, the, the trade, the, the, the teams uh, communicating with each other and agreeing to that. And then actually me negotiating and, and 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 doing that deal and it led to you know this this deal you're talking oh, about man, and and it, this life changing financial changing man, I wish you know, I could deal. run. <laughs> Dude, what's up? What's that? What's going on, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Well, I do believe it is because our next guest, you know, I, I've, I've seen him have that effect, mm-hmm. not only on some of his players, you know, also, you know, just everybody who's around him. Right, but without right. further ado, he is co-head and managing partner of CAA Sports Football Division. Mm-hmm. Some of his clients, yes, clients, because he represents the guys on the field. Some of his clients, first year's first round pick this year in the draft, Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. and also Devontae Wyatt. And we can't forget about the deals of AJ Brown, Denzel Ward, and also Marshawn Lattimore. Mm, That's it. a whole lot of cake. Killing it. Killing that, it. Man, come on. <laughs> So basically what I'm trying to say is this. When we bring him on, if he happens to pick up his phone or if it goes off throughout the set, just know he's already negotiated close to a half a billion dollars. A half a bill. Half a billy. This offseason alone. Mm, mm, mm. Last but not least, I just want to make this a quick reminder. He also represents DK Metcalf and Devo Samuel. Oh, he's not done yet. He's not done yet. <laughs> Ladies and gents, <clears throat> welcome to the BTM Lounge, the best in the game. Your favorite agent's favorite agent, Tory Dandy. Stand up. What's up? What's up, my guys, man? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Nah, no, no doubt about it. Hey, I've been looking at y'all for a while, doing y'all thing, and... You know, we always hang out on the regular anyway, but to get that call about, you know, being able to sit in this seat 
that Charles Barkley sat in, <laughs> you know, just last week. I mean, certainly, man, is a, a blessing, man, and I appreciate this opportunity, man, to be on this platform. Oh, y'all doing y'all doing y'all thing at a very very high level, so certainly you doing your thing at a high level too, man. Uh, That's why we gonna go behind the mask and see what uh, what Tory Dandy is all about. Hey, I want to see what all behind the mask is all about as well. Hey, man, it's great to have you here, and we usually have athletes on the show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we get we go behind the mask with the athletes and see what makes them tick. But now we have the other side of the equation. We got the agents on the show, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Representing whole them. different perspective. Whole different yeah. perspective. Yeah. And like you said, one of the best in the business, bro. Nah, I appreciate it, man. No, it's, it's certainly a different perspective when you start talking about the business side of it. You know, a lot of people don't get to see behind behind the scenes of what goes into, you know, player contract, what goes into a draft process, or whatever the case might be. So certainly, man, uh, I could not uh, resist and turn down this opportunity to sit down with you all, you know, for sure. And, and y'all my guys. And my we brother. fam, man. We fam, fam too, You know what I mean? You know what so what it's saying? fam. So, you know, we always talking anyway in politics. And so, you know, it's certainly it's good to bless y'all presence no for sure. Yeah, man. It, it, it's, it's deeper than the game. No mm-hmm. doubt. And that's one of that, the client, agent, special type bond that a lot of people, you know, you think of, when you see of that, you think of Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if we look at modern day era, it might be fair to say now, like, you might be that modern day yeah. Tory Danny, <laughs> especially to all the blacks in the communities who've never ever seen dog like brothers move in this way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I commend you for that. You know what I mean? What you do for the game, what you do to help make the minds of like the younger men, like help makes their mind more sustainable mm. when it comes to thinking. I appreciate that. No yeah, question. man, for real. And, 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 and it's needed. You know, y'all, you, you know, both of you all played the game at a very high level for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, that relationship with your agent, it, it can be very critical. Yeah. And so, man, I, I pride myself on that relationship with my guy. That's why my tag, my hashtag is, is deeper than the game, the agent client bun. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I live by. No you know, for sure. No doubt, man. Well, shoot, we're going to get into it. Spice represented uh, a reference, I should say, Jerry Maguire. I think his his phrase was what? Show me the money. Yeah. But I got the shirt on for Tory today. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. That's Give what Tory be doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sticking them up, running up in the offices like, run it. But nah, let's get into it. We got a segment called This or That where we ask you one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let our audience know a little bit more about Tory Danny, who you are. So you got to answer one way or the other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here we go. This or that. Would you rather represent a player getting drafted in the first round or would you rather represent a player that is going into a second contract? I can't do both. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Well, I I would say this. I would rather draft a player, get a player drafted in the first round Mm -hmm. and then he he keeps the relationship intact that I do the second contract. Uh, How about that? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. See, that's what that give me the loop for. He know the game. He know the game. (laughs) All right, check this out. Who DMs are popping more? Mm. Your athletes or yours? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I know they be on you, bro. We we done hung out with Tori, so we know, you know. Yeah, what I'm it, 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 it's crazy, man. But you know, it, it's it's. I let my clients do their thing. Have you know do do what they do, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. 
Yeah. Some people think I got the hundred million dollar contract. And <laughs> you know, like I'm like I'm not the athlete, but you know. But you still got I do the well. bag. I do well. I do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I do, do well. well. Yeah, I do, I do well. right for myself. Yeah, I do well. I do well. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I mentioned before, man. Uh, I remember we first met back at Ole Miss and, and Derek. I was Jones. ninth grade. Ninth grade. I was ninth grade. Ninth grade. And uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew that, bro. My god brother played. Hey, with I didn't too. know it was yeah. that young. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Ninth grade. I'm running around Ole Miss, man. Running around going to the library with a fake ID. <laughs> in, in the, the library. Mind you, the library is the biggest bar in Oxford, Mississippi. We yeah. called it the library. So when you know your parents call you, I'm like, hey, what you doing? You, you know, you studying for your finals? Yeah, yeah, I'm at the library. Why is it loud music? <laughs> right, you get it popping. You get it popping. But yeah. how did you go from the kid that was hanging out with with us with uh, with DJ and um, you know going around the bars and being around the athletes at that point? to becoming one of the biggest in the game. What made you want to get into the game, man? You know, it's, it's crazy, too. It's a great question because back then, I mean, you're talking about over 20-something years, about 20 years ago, I, I never even knew, coming from a small town like Woodrow, South Carolina, mm. we never had any professional athletes or anything like that. I mean, the biggest name was uh, Tony Rice, mm. played at quarterback at Notre Dame, Notre Dame but yeah. we never had a professional athlete. So for us, like, we sometimes we didn't even think the NFL was real because we just didn't have that. Nobody around that was on that level. And so when I got to college and I played football at South Carolina State and, and Tusculum College, my junior year I got hurt. I tore my rotator on my shoulder. And I already told my high in high school, tore my left shoulder. And so for me, it was one of those things like I knew long term football was not gonna be the way I was gonna make a living. Now I'm not sitting here saying I was Trash. I, yeah, that I was, was a nice yeah, way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, you hey, ain't hey, telling the truth. Hey, we need to go look I, at the I, tape. I, I, got, I got a full ride. I mean There you go. I went to Waterboy, you, hey. but, but I went I went on two in, 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 in Keo level. You know what I mean? I knew I, I didn't have NFL, you know, you know, talent wise. But it was one of those things. My junior year, I got injured, so my senior year in college, you know, I was always serious about my academics, and so for me, it was one of those things where I thought back then I was going to get into maybe a college coach or athletic director, and uh, one of my teammates at the time was getting recruited by agents. And he was like, hey, T, man, he didn't have much family support. He was like, hey, man, these agents are calling me. I'm like, dude, what agents calling you, man? Yeah. What is an agent? Because back then we didn't know right. about agents. And uh, he said, he's an NFL agent. I'm like, dude, you're not going to the NFL, man. And he asked me to help him with his process and, and hear agents give their pitches. And I sat in the meetings. I was like, okay, wow, I could be a part of still football and be a part of the game. And it's actually a business side of this. And that kind of opened my eyes. And so um, when I graduated, I went and got my MBA. And I did an internship with a smaller agency that he signed with. And um, that's how I got thrown into, quote, unquote, the fire, uh, kind of doing, like, client relations and recruiting uh, back then. But I never, I'd be lying if I sat here and said I had dreams, aspirations of being an agent or, you know, anything like that. I mean, like, any young, young man that, you know, a young kid that plays sports, you always wanted to go to the NBA or go to Major League Baseball or the NFL. So that was my dream. I mean, it wasn't to be an actual agent. So, uh, but, you know. 20 years later, here I am. You do it all without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to the kids' homework and you do it all in style. That's why we created the all-new Infiniti QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof and available massaging front seats to bring ease all day, every day. The all-new Infinity QX60, designed to take on life in style. Learn more at InfinityUSA.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information.
And that's crazy because similar to your story, that's how Jimmy got in the game too. Yeah. Back in Jimmy Sexton, back in the game, uh, back in the days, I should say, with Reggie White. So that was his sweet mate. That was his sweet mate in college, Tennessee, and they negotiated Reggie White's contract. Yeah. And went on to do the first free agent contract in the NFL. To you being the co-head and managing partner of CAA Sports, bro. So what is that like? You, you know, man, it's one of those things. When you look at CAA, for the last, like, eight years, CAA's been Forbes' number one sports and entertainment agency in the world. Mm. And so now you start talking about a, a, a black executive, a black mm. man being a managing partner and co-head of the football group. Uh, it certainly, once I got to CAA in 2016, it was a goal of mine. Mm. That, you know, that's what I had my eyes set on is being in this seat. So, uh, and being in that seat. So it's one of those things I don't take for granted. Uh, it's a high-level responsibility for sure that comes with that because we know uh, the, the light is on us for yeah. sure. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still going to be Tory Dan. I'm still going to be the good old country boy from South Carolina. I don't let anything change me. I don't let success change me. I don't let the title money change me. I'm still going to be who I am, and that, that's what makes me successful. And, and to your point, I get it because, you know, the generation we grew up in, you know, you're not sure if kids really, everybody wants to be that guy mm -hmm. on TV. You know, very special few think, like, I want to be the person behind the scenes to still make a lot of money, but don't put my body at risk for it. Yeah. You know, with that being said, how do you, like, the impact, man, of what that does to you and how it flows out into the community as you you deal with a lot of several several initiatives when it comes to taking care of the charity, mm -hmm. always making sure you give back to home, bro. Talk about some of that too. Yeah, man. About it was about eight nine years ago, I started Tory Dandy Foundation, and actually it started with one of two's um, old teammates, uh, Big John Casey. Mm, big, uh, big John, yeah. Big Truck. He played at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Dear friend of mine, like a brother of mine. He was like a brother to me. Uh, and uh, he unexpectedly had a heart attack and passed away uh, years ago, probably like yeah, about, about eight, nine years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And, um, and I wanted to do something to remember his name and legacy back in my high school because he was a great, not just a great athlete, but a great dude. And so I started a scholarship uh, in remembrance of him. And then um, I always kind of gave back, but I always did it kind of discreetly. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to just put myself out there saying, hey, look what I did or whatever, what I've done. And so a couple people put me to the side and like, man, you need to leave a legacy. Like, have your name on something. Like, if you're going to do these charitable causes, have your name. And so I started the Tory Dandy Foundation. I started about, like I said, eight, nine years ago. And it's more so geared toward at-risk youth. And uh, so I do a lot of mentoring, speaking at youth prisons, you know, churches, group homes. Uh, I grew up in a single-parent home. Yeah. You know, I, I met my father for the first time in my life when I was 28 years old. I buried him when I was 30 years old. So I know what it looked like to have that, that father and I in, in the household. And so for me, it's one of those mottos is called lifting as you climb. And so as I continue to climb and became more successful and coming from a small town, I wanted to make sure I gave back and did it the right way. And so that's what I have done and continue to do. Yeah, and like I look at other like agents, bro. And within the, I want to say maybe two years ago, Half of more than half of the guys that got drafted, they were represented by minority agents, yeah. black agents. Yeah. And so, you know, you talk about that legacy of leaving. Do you think that has rubbed off on other people 
who were able to see it because now it seems to me you see a lot of brothers in the game yeah. coming up in it. Yeah, I would certainly say so. I mean, for sure. Yeah, you had over, for the first time in history, you had over 50% of, of guys in the first round had a, a, a black agent. Yeah. You know, you, male and female. You yeah. had, you know, myself. You had uh, Nicole Lynn, who's Nicole. a sister. You had Chobby Field. You had mm -hmm. Dave Mutagata. You know, you had some, 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 some strong black agents out here now that's doing their thing at a very, very high level. But I, I certainly see from the mass emails I get, the DMs I get of people that look like us that really want to get into this space. Uh, and now they don't know what all it entails yeah. and know all the grunt work to go into being on there on draft night or seeing that contract, that historical contract, it's a lot to go into it. But yeah, I would certainly say a lot more of us are trying to get into this space. And I think now the athlete is, is looking for somebody to look like them as well that can get the job done. So I'm glad to see uh, we, we, we're in this light now for sure. Oh, yeah. And you talk about, Spice brought it up earlier, that client-agent bond. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You put it on your social media. You, you're always at your, uh, your your clients or your your brothers, their, their birthdays, their, uh, you know, baby showers with the kids and everything. So talk about that client-agent bond and why that means so much to you. Yeah, man, I think you just go back to, to when I got started. I got started doing this almost 20 years ago, helping a friend out, not even knowing what I was doing, right? So ha nothing has changed along the way because I, I didn't change along the way. I didn't get lost along the way. And so at the end of the day, if I'm your boy, I'm your friend, I'm going to be your boy and be your friend through the highs and the lows. And so I know that these athletes or these clients could have, they could have chose any age in the world, yeah. right? But for them and their family, it was something about Tory Danny. They say, you know what? There's something about that man there, that young man there at the time when I was really younger to be like, we want him to be a part of our life and our process when they probably met with 5, 10, 20 agents. Mm -hmm. So for me, man, I take that with a different passion, different pride, man, that I know what it's like to put the helmet on, the shoulder pads on, and go out there and, and take a pounding on your body, right? And you all know that. And so, man, I just want to make sure that these guys have afforded me an opportunity as well to, to, to do certain things in life that I didn't even know existed at, at the same time and live a certain lifestyle as well. And so I just don't want to sit on the sideline and say, okay, the contract is done and or whatever the case might be. And so, yeah, I don't been best man in, the, in some of my guys' wedding. You know, I don't been to baby showers and cookouts and they're just kicking it. Like, so I don't have to act a certain way. It's just naturally who I am. Dang. That's, dope, that, that's It's hard to find, though, bro. It is. It is. It definitely is, man. And you, you continue to do it so well. And even when you're, um, you're in Atlanta, Obviously, you hear all the time with your guys. Mm -hmm. The draft comes up. We see you at the draft. And yeah. I tell you what, man, if you ever seen Tory on his social media, man, when he has his dinners at the draft, it's like the who's who of sports out there, man. Yeah. And you guys always go out and again, that, that client agent bond is something that's so rare. And we just got to salute you, take the hat off because you, you're doing some major things. And I know we know some of the young men that you represent, and they say that it's all love when it comes to comes to Tory Dandy, I, I man. I appreciate that, for sure. No appreciate doubt, it. no doubt. Hey, has it been a player that you had, like, you just was completely disappointed from not sign, getting signed? Completely because we hear the high side, but, you know, like, this is the side that kind of like, ah, uh, the disappointing thing. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Without saying certain names, I would certainly say, yeah. Um, you know, I've been doing this almost 20 years at a very, very high level and very successful, but I still don't have a quarterback, you know, <laughs> and – you know, and, and and that's that's something that is a challenge of mine as well. Like I, that I think about all the time. Like I, I got to go out and get me one of the quarterbacks or something. But uh, certainly, it's been some players that 
uh, for whatever reasons. I mean, because guys choose agents for sometimes uh, just different kind of reasons. I mean, and so and some guys get misled or whatever. And so it's one of those things. My mentor, uh, who I was with for almost 13 years, was a guy by the name of Eugene Parker, who's a legend. I got a shout out, Eugene. I mean, God rest his soul. I mean, he was he was he, that's who afforded me the opportunity to be where I'm at today. And um, and Eugene always used to tell me he's like Tory. Every young man and every family is not a, a fit for you. And he said, when you quicker you learn that in this business, the better you'll be because what you could do is get so caught up in what you didn't get. And if you're so busy turning around looking like, why well, get that client or get that player? But then the, the blessings in front of you and a young man and family right there saying, hey, here we are. And so I have got kind of to that space where it's, it's more so like, I know what I bring to the table and what we bring to the table and, and so I can live with, if a young man make another decision at this point, hey, maybe God is see fit for me to have, you know, represent that young man. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, young quarterbacks coming up, 2023, this man has negotiated almost a half a billion dollars in salaries <laughs> this offseason alone. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Almost a half a billion <laughs> in salaries in this offseason alone. We only in May. Damn. Listen, I don't know what y'all waiting for, but top agency, top agent, I better act right. Get right or get left. Appreciate that. Get right or get no left. Doubt, that was a no plug. Doubt. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, we said, I, need, I need that quarterback. <laughs> we said all the shit you wanted to say yeah, just then. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. But nah, nah, I definitely appreciate that, man, for sure, man. No for doubt. Sure. No, no doubt, man. And it, you know what? And, and to your point, this historically there's been like a negative connotation when it comes to agents sometimes, yes, right? Yes, like agents, yes. you hear guys getting uh, ripped off by their agents or, uh, you know, putting them with the wrong financial advisor, et cetera. Yeah. But again, that that client and, and uh, agent bond that you represent so strongly, what are you doing to combat that myth so your guys know, you know what? Nah, I'm not like the rest of these cats out here. Well, I think, if, yeah, and, and it's, sometimes it's rightfully so. I mean, you have some some agents and financial advisors out here that that's their motive is to, Manipulate guys. I mean, so that's not like out like that doesn't happen, right? Um, but I would say for for me, it's just always just being a man of your word, you know, and always just I'm never a yes man. I'm never a yes man to any of my clients, right? And so if if, if it's certain conversations at the end of the day, I work for them, they don't work for me. Um, and but at the same time, I'm not gonna be a yes man. What I mean by that is if I hear things or see certain things or I'm always gonna put a guy to the side and have a real conversation with him because I'm I'm the big bro. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's 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 the, that's my obligation to them and their families because I sat down and recruiting and told them that I would do that. And so it's one of those things where, you know, you have some agents and financial advisors out here get their fee and they can see the train wreck finna happen. Mm. But they cool. They, they, they're not tripping. They, they in Malibu or they on their yacht or they living whatever lifestyle they live in and they good. They locked in. But I can't lay down at night. Knowing that one of my one of my younger brothers, one of my one of my guys, is in a messed up situation or headed to a messed up situation, and I don't step in and say something, you know, yeah. I'd rather get. I, I'm not scared to get fired, you know. It rarely happens, but I'm not afraid to get fired by by speaking what I feel they need to hear. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that that's what a lot of agents and financial advisors don't do because of the, the fear factor of competitors in their client's ear or getting fired or whatever, like. I'm past that space. Like yeah. I know what I know what I bring to the table. And yeah, I think was was dope about that is I remember us hanging out one time and 
it was like 11 something at night. We had mm-hmm. got some dinner and, and went to grab some drinks. But then you literally had to stay outside the spot to take a phone call yeah. with the client. And you were out there for about an hour. And I didn't want, remember, I didn't want to yeah. go in. I'm like, yo, you good? You good? You're like, nah, I got to handle this. Right. So has there ever been a situation where you got that phone call and it was something that you didn't want to hear? You had to kind of remind a guy like, nah, you're not supposed to be doing this. Or certain things that you did to this point, we have to move in a different direction. Yeah, I have situations, we're not saying certain clients' name. I have situations where clients put themselves in some kind of, you know, unfortunate situation sometimes, whether yeah. it's, you know, dealing with some, you know, a female issue or whether mm-hmm. it's dealing with a legal issue or whatever. And you get those calls, I mean, and we all humans, stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to continue that, that path, though, uh, especially not being with me and I'm being a part of it. I mean, yeah. because at the end of the day, this, this, God has afforded you an opportunity of a lifetime. And so it's a small window, which you all know. And so I want my guys to maximize that. So, yeah, I don't have a problem having that, that tough conversation. But, yeah, I mean, man, I, it's crazy. <laughs> Funny story. I... Um, <laughs> this years ago, I was I was I was on, I was on a date. First time dating this young lady, right? Mm. Going on a date, we sit down, we order some drinks, and my phone rings, mm. and it's a client, and this is a real serious situation. So I get I get on the phone, walk away, tell her hold up. I, I show it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a dude. Like it, it, it's a dude. So she was a needy type then. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and I, we had just been on our first date. Yeah. You know, I'm showing her like this is like one of my clients. Yeah. So I, t- I take it to call my client, telling me something very serious. All right. So I'm on the phone like five minutes. So I'm like, I go back in the restaurant and say, hey, this might take a while. But at the same time, this is work. Like, right. right. And, and she knew that's yeah, what she that's, signed that, up for. That's, that, that's, that's, that's what it is. Okay, okay. And, I'm, just it, ask, it, it, I'm yeah. not showing favoritism Part yet. Part the lifestyle. Yeah. That's what we say. I'm just yeah. listening. And, and, and that call took like 30 minutes. When I came back, she was like, I can't, I can't believe you disrespected me like that. I'm like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you know, like, this is my job. Your job might be. To whatever you do, you might go have to work from eight to five or nine to five, mm-hmm. or you might get a call something unexpected about work. But that's just what I that's what I do. Yeah. And so I always tell my clients and their families, like, my phone is on. Like, so you know, even recruiting how agents try to use against, oh, Tory too big time now, or he too busy, or CA so big. But at the end of the day, uh, in, in history of my twenty years of doing this, and I have never lost a client for somebody saying they can't reach me. Or I'm not gonna return a call, or that's not gonna happen. Like, this is what I do. This is what I live for. Like, so for, for me, man, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna be accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm ready for whatever call it may be. And that's the unique thing about what I think I, I know what I bring to the table and the value is through the NFL PA, you, you, you quote unquote, our labels as agents as a certified contract advisor. Yeah. Right? Does it stop there? No, because for me, I'm a big brother, I'm a mentor, I'm a confidant. I gotta have tough conversations, you know. I'm gonna be your, some of your time your biggest cheerleader, but also your biggest critic, yeah. you know. And so I gotta put on many hats and, and, and make myself accessible for these guys. See, and that's a tough job. Y'all got me in my element now, man. No, nah, no, nah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's nah, what for real. Because I'm passionate about what I do, man. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I can tell, bro. Yeah. Like I could, like it's, it's oozing all out yeah. of you, bro. Like, yeah. and that's real talk. And and like those are tough conversations you have, and they be real conversations. But when you look at the art of being able to talk to GMs, to be able to talk to coaches, when you, I think of tough conversations, it's like, how do you separate that when you represent both? Well, at, at CAA, we do have a coaching division that represent NFL general managers, head coaches, coaches position yeah. coaches. And even though I'm, I'm quote, unquote, 
you know, head, head of the division, me and Jimmy Sasson, the co-head of the division, Jimmy, Jimmy is more on that, on that coaching side, leads that coaching side and GM side. But at the end of the day, we work for the client. And, yeah. and the client is, for us, is the player. And so at the end of the day, the GM works for the owner. So even though we represent the GM, we don't represent the owner. And so we want, we want to make sure our client is maximizing his value and his worth. And at the end of the day, we're going to stand on the table. And I think our track record has shown that at the end of the day, if anything, we're going to utilize the information that we're able to get. Because it's all about getting the information right. to be able to tell you, okay, this is, Keo, this is your real value out here in the marketplace. And to be able to have accessibility to get that kind of information versus just going out here on a whim and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Better, better fit and better, you know, give our guys invitations for them and their contract negotiations as well. And whether it's the draft process, does a narrative need to get cleaned up? What's going on out here with a certain young man as he go through the draft process? I mean, so all that stuff, man, we've been able to utilize our resources. So it's, it's not a, a disadvantage. If anything, it's, it's more of an advantage for us and what we do. But it's a lot of different conversations got to be had for sure. I mean, yeah. whether you got a, a client that, you know, disgruntled because of a contract situation or, you know, you, you, you're dealing with a guy, whether it's, you know, he's trying to get a, a extension done or you're dealing with a guy who got some injuries. It's different hats that you have to put on and do it at a very, very high level. And that's, I think that's the complexity of it. Yes. Like, because a lot of people sometimes get their emotions attached yes. to a lot of things and to be able to put on different hats I'm glad you explained that because, like, that's a question a lot yeah. of people want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to remember, Facts. the GM, he works for the owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, we like, forget that. Yeah, yeah, people forget that, that yeah. step. Yeah. And that's huge. Most definitely, most definitely. And you say you're doing it at a, we know you're doing that at a high level. Yeah. But we just had the draft a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you were busy as hell during the draft, man. And mm-hmm. one of the things, uh, one of the players, I should say, that I saw that, that, shocked the entire NFL community was A.J. Brown. Yeah. A.J. Brown was with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like my, my brother. brother. Uh, Ole Miss guy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> Got to represent. But, <laughs> but now, <laughs> we're from the Titans, uh, uh, got traded to the Eagles on draft day yeah. and then signed a four-year, you said, four-year what? $100 million. Four-year, $100 million extension, yeah. bro. 57 guaranteed. Yeah. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. <laughs> Give me the loot. So how did you how'd you work your magic on that, man? How'd, how'd that come about? Man, it, it's, it, it's crazy because, you know, sometimes you see the contract negotiated, and you all played at a high level and did the contracts and had, you, you know, had to get the deals negotiated. And you sometimes might see a deal might take months and months at a time or a year at a time to get mm-hmm. done. I mean, literally, this, this, this deal got done within a matter of hours. You know, I was I was made aware. Man, uh, and you ain't take nothing in there with you to negotiate? <laughs> hey, hey, wait, Keo, you got it here? You, you, you got it with you already. Hey, uh, uh, and and so, and so I got a call earlier that morning that, um, you know, I knew the Eagles was, was interested in him. But at the same time, because he was on the contract, you know, with, with Tennessee, you know, you're not allowed to, to conversate with other teams. So the, the GMs got to, they got to talk. And, and agree upon whatever trade they're going to happen or whatever the case might be. And then the team, meaning the Titans have to give you permission to, to negotiate uh, with the team they might, you know, get traded to. And so they, all that happened on, on draft night that Thursday night, that Thursday day, that, that early that day. So all that went down, the, the trade, the, the, the teams uh, communicating with each other and agreeing to that, and then actually me negotiating and, 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 and doing that deal. And 
Then also I got to get AJ up to speed on yeah. now. Man, you're going for Tennessee. Where he, I mean, he loved it being in Tennessee. I mean, like I said, he's from Starkville, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And, and being right there in, in Nashville, where place he, he loved. And, but now, I mean, you got a big opportunity in front of you as well. So I, I had to be able to, and the great thing about it is, and I think this goes back and tie into the relationship piece of having with your guys, is being able to have those real conversations with them leading up to all this. Because mm-hmm. I just didn't let AJ know that this could happen and I'm not just talking about the Eagles, I'm just saying in general. I let him know, hey, you in the last year of your contract, mm-hmm. we're trying to get a deal done. Anything can happen. Could trade could be up. You gotta be, you gotta be ready for anything. So yeah. I just ain't put him on the spot or any of my guys on the spot when the time comes. Mm-hmm. I educate them, prepare them to get them ready for potentially anything could happen. And so, you know, that happened on that day. And so it led to, you know, this this deal you're talking oh, about. Yeah, and, and it, this life-changing, financial-changing. I wish you know, I could deal. run. <laughs> you can, but you could. I run my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no doubt, man. Yeah, hey, man. So uh, we can't forget about Mike Williams yeah. and Chris Godwin. Yeah. Three-year, so, 60. Yeah. If my math serves me correctly, too, that's 20 a year. Yeah, yeah. Huh? And, and yes, the unique thing about both of those, those situations were, you know, Chris Godwin, you know, was on a franchise tag, mm-hmm. you know, was having a Pro Bowl caliber kind of year late in the season, got hit um, in the knee towards ACL. Towards ACL, ACL yeah. You know, towards ACL. So, you know, what does a contract look like for him going into a free agency with, a, with ACL? And do you have Mike who kind of, um, been under the shadows of, of a Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. but you know, is a big time receiver in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to break the 20 mark um, on a three year deal, you know, not a five year, not a six year deal, on a three year deal, and both of those guys got locked in $40 million at, at time of signing. Mm-hmm. And then they back to the table again when, 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 the, when the cap is going through the roof. Yeah. Uh, to be able to get both of those deals done, they kind of set the market for the wide receiver oh, okay. space this offseason. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of GMs have called me and said, "Hey, man, you started, you started, this, <laughs> you started these That's guys." That's the biggest compliment yeah. you can get, and, though, right? Uh, people ask me, like, "Hey, man, what's some of the, the surprising calls or best calls you have gotten this this offseason?" Is from general managers who know contracts and know deals and knowing how yeah. you know we have you know done this thing and, and continue to do it and set the market like that. So. Yeah, that, 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 that's, it, it was a great time. So sure. you don't ever sit back like had that Scarface moment? Who put this shit together? Me. That's who. <laughs> who do I trust? Me. You don't ever get that? You know, too, man, my boys back at home, man, like I said, come from a small town, they always be like, man, how does it feel? And I'd be like, how does what feel? Like, I'm so caught up in, like, the grind of it, the grunt of it. Yeah. Like, what's and, next? Yeah, like, what's next? Like, what can I do? Go get that quarterback, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's that quarterback word yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, and I know it's a special things that certainly been done. It's like when y'all play, like you, you out there, you balling, like you going to do your thing, and then, you know, yeah, you you have certain goals. Whether it's hey, this year I want to be a Pro Bowl, All Pro, or you know, certain things, or whatever. Certainly, I have goals and aspirations or whatever. But my end of the day, I want to make sure my clients and their families are taken care of. If they taken care of then I'm going to be taken care of. Because as an agent, if you put yourself first, then you might do certain things that's not beneficial for your client. Mm. As a client. Great way to, hey, that's the only way to look at it. Facts, facts. And then 
Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. highest paid defensive back in all time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Like, bro. Did we, you even like What's the magic touch? Cause like, yo, we wanna hit the lotto, you know what I'm saying? We wanna <laughs> we wanna figure this out, man. Hey, you, you know, man, it, it it all starts with having great, great players. I mean, great clients, you know, for sure. Um, but it's also being able to to is nuances. I can't give all the tricks and trades out. You know, the game I mean, is to be so. Yeah, not yeah, so, yeah. But. And so, um, but certainly, man, um, I think it goes with the relationship you have with the team and organization, the respect they have for you as well, the respect they have for the client, then the client making your job easy by what they do on the field, but also, you know, what they're doing off the field as well and being a great, you know, Denzel's up for the Walter Big Man of the Year. I mean, so you got to. The highest honor bestowed yeah, you know what I mean? to so, the player. So when you start talking about you start talking about those kind of deals and that kind of magnitude, the owner and the, and the organization will make sure they're giving it to the right young man as well. Yeah. And, and so it, it's a lot of different elements that go into that, and the art like a lot of stuff that go into the negotiations of that. But uh, you know, I've been working on this, you know, Denzel deal for like the last year. Mm. You know, we actually you know was in negotiations last year before the season, and um, and and I educated Denzel and his family. On where they was, what where the team was at, um, money wise, but also with NFL, you know, it's not a fully guaranteed contract, right? Yeah. And so it's certain, it's certain things, elements in that um, guaranteed money, and and sometimes the structure could be wrong, and, and even though you might see this big number, but what's the real guaranteed number? Like, what's the real structure of that? And and things went right, and so. Denzel was educated enough, and his parents, you know, his mom and his brother was educated enough to to understand that, and and so we walked away from a deal last year, mm. um, and he stayed healthy this year, and he bought out at a very very high level, and uh, so the team knew that we're not playing no games, and they knew my client was very educated mm. on his business, and so when the teams know that your your your, your client is very educated and they can't trying to run the game or whatever. And it's not personal. It's business for them. I mean, so if they're able to, to, to I ain't going to say manipulate, but they're able to leverage whatever they, they can leverage, they're going to do it, and rightfully so. And so um, it went to about a year went until, you know, get us to that point. But we was able to get, you know, the highest paid, you know, corner defensive back in NFL history, uh, which I don't think many people see came, you know, coming, but, we got it done, you know, and, and Denzel is a very, very happy but wealthy, wealthy man, and you know, and that's ultimately what it's about, man. Having that generational financial wealth and freedom. What's What's my man name from uh, the quarterback that went from Houston to uh, the Cleveland? Sean Watson. Sean Watson. What What goes into that type of deal? What What he get guaranteed? I forget. I don't know. He got guaranteed. Yeah. The whole. Full, yeah. It's only, it's only two players in the history of the NFL uh, had fully guaranteed contracts. And it was Kirk Cousins had it with Minnesota when he first went there. And then you have Deshaun Watson. So it's only two, two, two players just so having they, they, they quarterbacks, which is a premium position. Um, and so then you had Julio. When Julio did his deal with Atlanta, it was like 97% fully guaranteed that signing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, very, that was very significant. I mean – I wish all these guys could get fully guaranteed contracts because I mean, what you put your body through, what y'all y'all know what you put your body through, Shit. you know. <laughs> man, bro. it's a lot. Yeah, it is indeed, indeed, man. I gotta say, it's very rare that you know. Sometimes you go through life and you get one key 
to the city if you did well <laughs> yeah. in life. Like that's 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 pretty huge that's amazing. honor. Yeah, amazing. Man, this man here got two keys to two cities. <laughs> Woodruff, Spartanburg. Yeah. Man, who you heisting up? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come man, on. Hey, he, it was, All right, you it, just don't tell me after the show. I get, yeah. I get it. It's, it's crazy, man, because of um, when I when I became and was named managing partner at CAA, co-head. And so um, one of my good friends back in uh, Spartanburg, she um, was like touring, and she very well connected. She was like, I want to, her name is Hope Blakeney. Hope, Hope was like, I want to do something, you know, for you, like celebrate with your friends, intimate setting with your family, just to celebrate, you know, the historical thing of being co-head now at CA. Mm-hmm. And I went to the, to the event, and it was like a bowling event, and then we had dinner and drinks and all that. And then I started seeing like my fraternity brothers there, certain people. Like I was like, what, 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 what you know, all these people are here for? And then when they got up there and, and started presenting the keys to the city and. In my hometown, and then the Spartanburg, which is, you know, 15 minutes away from my hometown. I spent a lot of time there, and then Spartanburg County, which is the county we in, uh, gave me a proclamation and and gave me a, a day, a Tory Dandy day. It just it blew my mind, man, because of uh, where I come from, things I've been through in life, man, and um, and 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 to get that kind of recognition and kind of honor was like it was. I mean, it sent me chills right now to even like think about like this dude here, who who, when I was in tenth grade, a lot of people think that I didn't think that I, you know, you know, I even go to college or you know whatever the case might be, and not having your father around. This is a lot of stuff that people don't know that the journey that we went through, and me, and my mom, and my sisters, or whatever. So to be able to get that recognition, man, I mean, just it's priceless, it's, it's legendary, and can't never be taken away from you. But not only did I get the keys to the city. Um, in 2020, what I did was last year in 2021, I said, you know what? I got the keys to the city. I could very well just say, hey, I got the keys and ride to the sunset. But what I did was I then came back and donated $100,000 to uh, Woodruff Community for, for, for risk, I mean, at-risk youth programs and also Spartanburg City. I gave them $50,000. So I ain't just take the keys and run off. I, I'm, I'm still there and I'm still donating i'm still yeah. doing stuff man and so uh but yeah man um every year in august i'm gonna invite y'all up we're doing something this again this year to 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 uh for the tory dandy weekend and you have and, a fish fry out there? yeah we're gonna do that now we're gonna have a grill going yes, fish sir. frying and my aunt might have a tip built tip built going or something i don't know yes, <laughs> Too, too, too country-fied now. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, too yeah, old yeah. The, I've been down Too old some of that up. fried catfish. Yeah, we, that catfish, you go ahead and grill going, man, and have a great time with, with the music and all that, fam man. Fam is fam. You know how that goes. Yeah, no so doubt, man. Good, man. That, no doubt. And you talk about the, the obstacles you overcome and the adversity you faced growing up. So if you could change one thing in your life, mm. would you go back and change anything to change the journey that you've been on? To answer that question truthfully, I would not. Uh, because I think about, man, like, and there's so much I can share, man, just stuff I've been through, like stuff that happened along the way or whatever. But everything I have done, wrong or right, made me who I am today. And and, and not just on the professional side, but also on the personal side. Like my daughter, Victoria, uh, Victoria be 
26 years old, June 29th. I had Victoria when I was in 10th grade. I got kicked out of high school in 10th grade. Kicked out of high school in 10th grade. Um, and so I was one of those at-risk youth where people were saying, like, like, I always was very intelligent. I always had a great grades, but a little mischievous, right? Not having a father around, you know, wanting to fit in, doing certain things or whatever. And um, so to have a daughter in 10th grade, get kicked out of school in 10th grade, um, and going through those adverse situations made me who I am today. Me having my daughter then gave me a certain purpose back then, a different motivation now, you know. And so, for me, I went, I went, I wouldn't change anything, man. So Tory Dandy, the man, would represent Tory Dandy all day, every day. No doubt about it, one hundred ten percent. It is. You can't follow up after that, dog. That shit, that was deep, bro. My man. No doubt. Appreciate you, bro. Behind the mask. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.